and welcome to episode six of Ardent Run Club. I'm Tommy, I'm your host. And today I'm joined by two young athletes from London. They're sisters running for Shaftesbury Barnet, both coached by David Lowe's, both middle distance track athletes. We also dabble in some longer distances too. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Leah and Mayan Radis. Ladies, how hi, you guys hi. You all hi. right? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Very good. How's your day been? Yeah, it's been pretty relaxed. Nice and hot. So yeah, just yeah, chilling. Boiling, isn't it? It's crazy how the weather just does that in England. Just yeah, it changes so quickly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I can't keep track of it. I hate it because like I never know what to wear. <laughs> man, it's oh man. I we were just chatting before, and you said you went on your run earlier this morning. I also went like 6 a.m. this morning just for wow. a big job as well because it's just too hot it's like you can't do it in this heat yeah <laughs> it's, it's bad it's, it's yeah. too hot to run at like in the normal hours. <laughs> but, yeah. but anyways um look we're just going to chat about you guys and your running career so far um so just before we get into that though i just have a quick a couple of questions just to kick us off just so we can get to know you um so whereabouts in london are you guys from so we're based in North London. So I guess you'd say like pretty near Parliament, Parliament Hill. We went to school around Parliament Hill area, but then we're also near Coptal. So just kind of like North London. Nice. Yeah. Do you guys like football? Uh, our, we're, our family is very, very staunchly Spurs. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm an Arsenal yeah. fan. Oh my goodness. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't accept that. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what? We'll just edit that out. It doesn't matter. We won't talk. Yeah, about all right, bye. <laughs> Moving on. Look, so Leah, how much older than Mayan are you? Just Yeah, so I'm two and a half years older than Mayan. A bit over. Yeah, a bit over. But like we do everything together. So like we've always been at the same school. Yeah. Like even like not with running, like we pretty much spend like all our hours together so loads of people think we're twins in fact which is weird and like slightly insulting <laughs> to me <laughs> but yeah yeah we spend a lot of time together yeah. that's dope yeah. so how much does that pay into competition so we have really like in races like we aren't usually together yeah but last cross-country season they actually ran the under 17s and under 20s together yeah. So we had a couple of races where we were with each other. Yeah, I think we have quite like distinct skills and strengths as athletes. Yeah. So I think that's not that much. There's actually, to be fair, there's some competitiveness, but it's not really like serious. It's kind of jokey because we're very like aware of the fact that we're kind of completely different. I mean, like even to watch us run, like our running styles are fairly different, and like how really? we go about running a race. Yeah. So we have like quite yeah. We're not that competitive, but yeah. we are in like a funny way. Yeah. Well, I guess what I really want to know is who's faster out of both of you? On paper, I think faster times on paper. Uh, I think over like I don't a know. long distance. I don't think it's fair to like compare us directly though, because mm -hmm. I mean, you, we do like as I said, we have very different strengths, and yeah, yeah. literally year by year, my aunt is getting closer to me, and like. Especially this past year, you're getting pretty close. Yeah. Which is not comfortable for me. But I'm getting there, I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used so, to it now. But yeah, it, it used to be like when we were younger, because obviously, like that kind of age gap matters more when you're younger. It used to be a big difference. But yeah. now it's like, it's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. That's awesome. I've got an older brother and a younger brother. And I'm like, my older brother's so much bigger than me. So I don't compete with him in anything. But my, my younger brother, he's just about the same. Well, he's taller than me now. And um, like when I was back home for the start of lockdown, I was chilling with him and I was in the garden one time. I was like, let's have a race. And he, he just went and I was like, where the flip? How did this guy just get bigger? <laughs> when did this happen? Like while you were gone, he was training. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh man, but I'll get him yeah. next time. It's all good. But yo, it's good that we got to know that. And I want to just... I just want to continue and just ask you guys basically like just overall about running from the start to where you guys are now. So um, I'll just start by asking what, what got you guys into running? Um, Mayan, do you want to go first actually? Yeah, sure. So 
my mum's always she's always loved running so from like a young age we'd watch her like go off on her runs and then she we liked occasionally we would ask her like oh can we join in because we were really sporty when we were younger we did like lots of like gymnastics and stuff and so she started I was less keen than you though yeah I was I I wasn't that keen I was a bit like oh it's hard back in the day like I would do something you would do something yeah we did everything we did everything together so like I would ask her and so she would like she started letting us come with her on like her 5k runs and I remember we used to compete like who could stop the least amount of times. <laughs> yeah, I think six or seven times stopping in one 5k when we were that like, was like incredible. I was like eight and you were like six. We're like, wow, we we really packed this running thing. Yeah. But yeah. And then I guess you sort of like you yeah, more serious. I got into athletics first, so I was obsessed with the pole vault for some reason. Yeah. But I was terrible at it, like really bad. But they said her run up was good. They said my run up was fine, but the rest <laughs> of it, that's where it all went wrong. Getting um, over the bar. <laughs> yeah, I missed the mat one day, and they were kind of like, Jeez. "We're looking to progress this group, and like, we're not quite sure." Oh damn! So I'm still like, fair enough, because it was a bit of a trek to get to Lee Rally, and I clearly wasn't talented at it. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, so then I spent like another good four months being like to my mum begging her take me to the track take me to the track let me run mm-hmm. and then she was like okay one day she's like okay we arrived there an hour late a whole hour so I missed the session and then they just got me joining in with some sprinters warm down yeah. and I just went for it and the warm down because I didn't know what a warm down was so I just went for it and I had like 800 and then one of the long distance coaches was still there after the session and he was like oh this girl's not a sprinter this girl needs to come and train with us yeah and then like yeah I watched for like a long time because my mom was like oh you're too young you're too young but really? then when I was I think I was about eight I started joining in for like a couple of sessions yeah and then I remember the membership for the for Shaftesbury you had to be 12 and so I like would beg I was begging for so long and as soon as I turned nine they were like okay we'll make an exception like you're asking too much you're annoying us just fine join that's yeah. how, yeah. that's how to do it's it a about journey to get there that's so cool. And so how long have you, you guys been focusing on your, your distances now for? Uh, well, I've been doing like a middle distance, long distance called country since I was in about year six. Yeah. Uh, I think my longer. first competitive season was in like 2013. What's that? So year I was, four? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I started young because I just started when she started. So. Yeah. That's serious. But, and mm. so when did you realise that you were actually good at this? at this running thing? Uh, this is a hard question because like I'm quite hard on myself oh, and so for me at the moment I would say like oh well I haven't achieved what I necessarily set out to achieve like when I started mm-hmm. so if I've not reached that benchmark that yeah then am I really good but then that's obviously like I'm too harsh on myself but I would say like there have been a few races so I ran my first 3K, like, off no, not really any 3K training, not really that, not, not no experience whatsoever in, like, 2016, 16, 17, maybe. I was, like, an, I was an under 15, and I just went and I ran it, and I had no idea what a good time was, and then I went straight to second on the rankings. So, at that point, I was like, oh, this is quite fun. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm better th- at this than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah. I think for me, probably, like... Because then I started, like, I just, I would join in with so many runs with my mom, so my stamina was just so good. So, like, I would do cross-countries, and, like, I would win them, but, like, I would have, like, I would have done, like, two runs that whole, like, as my session, like, my whole session for that week. So, I guess I just realised that maybe, like, I could do it seriously, maybe I could, like, actually do proper sessions, and maybe I could, like, think about it as, like, a part of my future. I think because you started younger than most people, you were better than most people when they started so like once you got to that point two years into your running career most people were just starting so you were beating them all yeah so i think you've known from the (laughs) get-go literally oh that that makes me wonder because leo you were just talking there about how you haven't reached exactly what you want to reach and stuff you haven't reached those benchmarks and those goals that everybody has but what are those sorts of goals that you want to reach like in the like short term and the long term yeah, so I feel as though I've not really kind of fully mentally invested yet in in a season. Like I've, I've had 
problem. So it's like, if it's in the winter, I've had like quite a lot of, I would say like, because running is not just physical, it's also mental. I've mm-hmm. struggled a bit to get my mental toughness and David's definitely helped with that. So it's like in cross country, I might have been like, oh, I don't like the cold. I don't like this. I don't like the mud. And then when it would get to the track season, I'd be like, oh, I was stressed because I had exams. And then I'd only ever run a good race like in August. Yeah. So I think for me, I'm not quite, at, I, I want to reach that mentality where it's like I'm on peak form like when I need to be. Season. Yeah, I want to have peak form yeah. and not have anything mental holding me back from it and not making excuses for myself. Yeah. And I'd also like to run internationally. Really? <laughs> but, on yeah. a side note, on a side note, yeah. I mean, that's like my ultimate, that's always been my aim, but I don't know. I take it day by day, depending varying on how realistic it is depending on the season depending on the year that's so cool international goals crazy what about for you Mayan? did you have like any did you have any running specific goals as well yeah i'd say probably my main goal is to progress up to marathon distance my aim yeah because i just i love i love long distance and I've always like the London Marathon, for example, because we've done the mini marathon. And so as soon as it finishes, like we watch the end of the marathon. And like, I just, I love it so much. Like, yeah. It just seems amazing. Like, it would be so cool to be able to like complete that sort of distance. Imagine how thirsty you'd be though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what's it's the furthest you run? What's the, fur- what's the furthest distance you've run? Probably like on a Sunday long run. I reckon I've probably gone up to like, I think eleven miles, probably. Yeah. Ten miles, probably on the Sunday long morning. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd ever like. Nowhere near a marathon. I would only have done it. I would only have done it by mistake if I took a wrong thing and ended up going longer than I expected. Yeah, I I think that I've never felt a desire to go for a marathon that you have. Yeah, I've always wanted to. I don't know why. Yeah, I think. I just I like the speed and I like the tactics of the track. Yeah, no, the track is the creme de la creme, isn't it? Isn't it? It's just yeah, exciting. Yeah, exactly. And so, speaking of races and track and all that good stuff that we all love, if you were to break down like your your best race that you've competed in, what firstly what would it be, and then secondly, why was it so good? Um, I guess for me, probably, um, in November, I did the London Youth Games, and I came third, and um, for me, that was quite a big, like, that was a big learning curve, because I had, like, a, I had, like, a mental block against the London Youth Games, because it was just always, I always viewed it as, like, too short for me, but I moved, I moved up an age group, so it was a bit longer, and I do love running at Parliament Hill, because we train there and stuff, but, like, I never just, I never thought I would, like, perform well because I, I hadn't in previous years but in November I just like I don't know I just sort of had a whole different perspective like I was like it's a bit longer like I that I took all the pressure off myself and I did really well so like it just sort of taught me to you know just let loose a bit <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. yeah that's awesome um yeah I had I think my favorite race and where I feel like I've really run to what I can do is um I think it was under 17 the nationals in Bedford um on the track it was the 1500 and I think I got like I got a nine second pb and came like a really unexpected second and I was bottom of the age group and I was just a bit like oh that was nice and it was fun and I like just did it and I held on to the leader as long as I could and it's funny to watch it back because the commentary's like who is this person they're like oh she's gonna drop off she's gonna drop off and each lap they were like she's going she's not gonna she's not staying with this girl who's gonna win I mean she did win but I was just it just felt really good I was like oh wow I think I'm better than I think and I've finally gotten the sort of times that are the same as the people that I view myself as as good as so that was a good moment that's so that was golden moment in my history <laughs> that must be like that must have built your confidence so much just seeing look I can actually do this That's so yeah cool. it definitely did especially because I'd like not had the greatest season so far really? and I just had one race before that whole season and I just got like a nine second PB and was just like 
oh, I can do that. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> I think the unexpected ones are the best. Yeah. Awesome. Never heard anyone say that. The unexpected ones are the best. I guess I guess that's true actually, because like I can actually do what I didn't think I could do. That's just so elated. So that's awesome. But on the flip yeah. side, on the flip side of that, what is like the worst race you've competed in? Oh, I remember the good ones because there are a few of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> the last race. Oh, I did have a race that wasn't like. But I've had lots of bad running, like races in terms of the quality of the running. But I think my worst experience has been um, a couple of years ago. I was my spikes were in the warm up track with me. I did a stride. I came back, like as in I was only ever fifty meters away from my spikes. They were gone. It was cool room time. I had to get spikes off someone else. Um, the race went like fine. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was pretty average. Um, I've got a few conspiracy theories about it on because <laughs> my spikes were found a couple of hours later behind a bin on the other side of the stadium. Oh um, my days. I think someone picked them up thinking they were theirs, clocked it wasn't theirs, and just threw them away. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was traumatic. <laughs> I remember I was abroad, me and my mum were. Yeah, abroad. you were. And we got like a phone call from my dad, really like so stressed. He was like, <laughs> Leah's crying, she's <laughs> crying, the gun's about to go, she's got no spikes. Goodness yeah, me. it was traumatic. But yeah. good learning experience because you've got to realise that when you get to a race, nothing's going to go well some things will but you've got to be prepared for the eventuality mm -hmm. that not everything will go as planned yeah that's dope i was about to say what can you learn from somebody picking up your spikes and and then just throwing them somewhere else but that's a good conclusion yeah i have a spare pair now yeah. i was fuming at the time though honestly yeah. i went from tears to rage very quickly <laughs> man what about you man Oh, for me, probably, I would say, like, the whole London schools thing in general, like, those races, I've never, like, I don't know, apart from last, the last track season, where I won, which was, like, really surprising and strange, because up until that point, like, every London school was cross-country or track, like, I would just never perform, like, I, the gun would go, and I would just feel so weak, and it'd be so strange, because I could have, like, the best lead up like my sessions could be so good like there's quite a high before. pressure environment yeah but I think like the pressure just got to me like and the nerves but then like last year on the track season I won I was like what broke I the broke curse. the curse so yeah. hopefully it's not oh, gonna happen again that's <laughs> yeah. so cool man yeah. that, again like if you just if it's not going well so often and then it does go well that must be so freeing and so like you must be ready or excited for the I mean there's no English schools this year but for the next for the next one to come and stuff so that's yeah yeah and so Definitely. in those and the lead up to those races that have been well actually any race because I doubt your routine changes too much what what would your routine for, for like a track meet be during the the lead up to it yeah, so in the, in, in the breakfast, in the morning for breakfast, I always uh, have porridge. Like, that's my go-to. Yeah, me too. Um, I, don't, I do change pretty much season on season because I'm always trying to find something that's better. So I remember, like, one season I was like, I have to have my Lucozade. Another season I was like, I have to have a black coffee beforehand. So I do try and vary it, but I do try to, try to have some kind of caffeine or sugar sauce beforehand. So I either have, like, a little bit of a sweet, maybe, like, 15 20 minutes just like i'm like i remember like i used to crush like a lemon sherbet and just like have the sugar and then just spit it out because i didn't want to eat anything for the race but i just i think that that's more psychological than physical i don't yeah. think you need it because I've, I've gone for like gels but they always make me feel a bit sick but yeah. i do have a few superstitions with my shoes and socks if my shoes and socks are perfect then like i'm not too fast about like food or what time i wake up or what time i arrive i'm not fast <laughs> about with my shoes and socks and maybe it's the trauma from that race but the way she ties her laces oh my god <laughs> my shoes are like surgically attached to my feet <laughs> nobody's yeah. getting them no it's like my little superstition i think quite a lot of athletes have superstitions but i've never heard of anyone with their socks <laughs> her socks she's like pulling them up on the I feel, yeah but i think that's just like a way of like managing the nerves yeah. around the oh, but yeah that's you cool. have more of like a standard that you keep to yeah i just have like 
I just like to arrive at the race like two hours before because if it's like across country, it's nice to like walk the course, especially mm-hmm. if you haven't been there before. Um, yeah, and I like to warm up like 50 minutes or so before because I, I go to the toilet a lot. So do you. We both go to the toilet quite I a think lot. It's nerves. Yeah, it's crazy. I like go to the loo and then I come out and I'm like, oh, I need again. And I'll go back in. Yeah. And it's like, right. But yeah, so that gives me a bit of time to like go to the loo. And then I like gels. So I have a gel like about half an hour before. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. And so I want to touch on your on your guys' training as well right now. Sorry, I just came in here. Don't wanna yeah. But um (laughs) but um yeah, so if you were to look at like it's summertime now, imagine coronavirus didn't exist, what would a, a standard week be um for you training if you if you got like well just track track events coming up i reckon we do so we do in cross country we tend to be like all all on grass yeah and i think and then in track season if i remember correctly last year because we've been with david now nearly two. this would be our second summer yeah so we only really had last summer um we would be on the track twice in a week probably monday and wednesday monday and wednesday and then usually there'd be like a race on the sunday so saturday would be oh, i will start from the beginning of the week sorry this is not very methodical <laughs> <for> me. <laughs> so monday would be a session monday would be a session tuesday would be a run yeah wednesday session thursday run yeah. friday we always have friday off yeah but if there was a race on the sunday then we do a little bit of a run on friday and a rest on the saturday so, so we'd rest the day before yeah but um yeah, that's pretty much standard throughout the year yeah. as well, except obviously in cross country instead of the track or on the grass. Yeah, and sometimes in cross country we usually do like tempos or something like mm-hmm. that occasionally. And we'll uh, we'll have one session that's a bit longer reps, like fours and yeah. sixes, maybe one that's twos, I think. More yeah, than, in, in one long one short. Yeah. Yeah. And so during quarantine, I know we're slowly coming out of it, but how has how did your training change from when you got into it to well what it is right now, or has it even well, changed? David uh, has this thing called like a virtual challenge. Oh, so yeah. yeah, so we did that quite a few. We did that on Saturday, so that was quite good because it was like trying to replicate sort of like a race because obviously we're not gonna have and we didn't have any races to look like yeah. forward to. So it was a bit of motivation. <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, I think it's quite good that this like this situation, the pandemic came at the season transition because it just before it, so it meant that we never actually made the transition to the track yet. So oh, we were uh, still yeah. kind of doing cross country sessions for a good while, and then the reps started to get shorter and shorter, but we were still on the grass, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so we never, we haven't yet made the transition to the track. We got our first track session tomorrow. We're so scared. We're scared. We're scared. <laughs> um, but yeah, training didn't change too much because we hadn't yet done that transitional right. phase. Okay. Yeah, and for us, we don't we train. We train together, together anyway, so, so yeah. it's the same. Always okay. with David, kind of telling us remotely what's going to go on. Yeah, and so Maya, you were just talking about the challenge, the virtual challenge. What exactly is it? Could you just break it down for me? Yeah. So basically, it's like. It's so we have a 10 minute challenge, a five minute challenge, a two minute, a one minute, and a 45 second. So we'd usually do like the 10 minute on its own or the five minute on its own, and then we do the two, one, and 45 together mm-hmm. um, on, like, on Saturdays. And it's like it's sort of like to replicate a race basically. Mm-hmm. So you've got like, so yeah, you so you just tell David your distance, and then he puts it into like a table and you get like handicaps. So like, I don't know, let's say someone's at the top of the table, they'll have a zero meter handicap. And then, so the next week or the next time we do that, they won't add anything onto their distance. So yeah, it, just it, just keep, it keeps it competitive. Oh, okay. yeah. So it's like, so one person is not like ahead for the whole time. Yeah. So it's sort of like, it brings it like, so on Facebook, we have a little bit of a league table going on, and I think it just keeps kept us. Well, now it's kind of past tense, but it kept us all a bit pumped and fired up. That's awesome. And competitive yeah. with each other, even though we weren't necessarily in contact with anyone from the group. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. 
love that David put that together. That's that must be really fun. Yeah, yeah it was really. It, it was, was a bit of a genius master plan. <laughs> <laughs> what a man! Um, but yeah. you, you were just saying there as well, guys, that you are kind of scared for your track session tomorrow. Why would you be scared for that? Like, isn't the track? Isn't track sessions just? so fun the speed is but the different. speed can't be replicated and i feel Honestly. like it's been too long it's been too long i i think that i could push myself a thousand like a thousand times beyond my limit on the grass and i wouldn't come near what i could run on the track so yeah. i'm nervous whether i can like like you just that level you, of can't speed. Even, you can't even imagine like maybe speed. it's just us maybe other people are just better at it <laughs> Honestly, maybe struggle like, with transitions, maybe. Yeah, you can yeah. like push yourself so hard on the grass, and then you go onto the track and you push the same amount, and the times aren't you like, get nothing out. Yeah, That's I think crazy. it's also because we don't stay on the track throughout the year. Yeah. So, although, like, I think it's, I think most people, from my experience, because I've had, I've been through like quite a lot of groups and things like this. Um, most people will keep the track once a week, even in the winter, mm -hmm. whereas David focuses more on things like hills. for us because we do it remotely so we do hills or we might do two grass sessions so we kind of don't go near a track throughout the cross-country season wow so it has been a while for us but yeah that's crazy it's so yeah, yeah i just want to know because for me at least when i was growing up um i was mainly a track athlete mainly looking at the like 100 to 400 meters mainly 400 meters and so that meant that every um every week like twice or three times a week i'd be at, at the track training so it's just like i would never be afraid of a track session because that's all i knew i guess yeah yeah that's the same with, with me in the past when i was on the track all the time but i think it is really useful because the track can cause you like some injury problems if you're on it too much or and, like spikes is yeah supportive and i think mm. that david was focusing on building our strength and you need hill sessions for that and you need to be on the grass because the country is on the grass yeah obviously the yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's but so i do love the track i just need to get into it <laughs> <laughs> and i do it's so much it wins in my favorite surface <laughs> and i want to know like we you guys have i don't know have you kind of accepted there's not going to be much to do this summer in terms of races and stuff yeah yeah I so think there's, I, there's been there have been like rumors about like some races but i don't know nothing set in stone yeah so. i mean i'll be happy if i have a track season because mm -hmm. i think it's it's a really nice summer because i would have finished my a levels and i was from like October, I was like, this track season is going to be on it. Like, yeah. finish school, like everything's going to be in place. So I will be excited to have a bit of that back, just a taste of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I did consign myself to the fact that it probably wasn't going to happen pretty early on in the pandemic. Yeah. I was like, no, not going to be a track season. Yeah. I'm just going to focus on building my building on my myself as an athlete and working on my weaknesses and turning them into oh. strengths. So how so do you get? How do you get into that mindset though? Because you know, like if you you have since October, you've been like, this is gonna be the track season, and then for it to just get shut down, how do you just go like, all right, well, I'm gonna start training cross country again or something like that? Yeah, I was not happy to like be preparing for cross country, but my mentality was kind of everybody's in the same position, and I didn't come off the cross country season. I wasn't that fit at the end of the cross country season i wasn't i wasn't on form mm -hmm. so i was like well because at the end of the cross country season the track season feels imminent so it's like okay i might not be ready in time and then when i suddenly had time i was like oh i have time <laughs> so i was kind of like okay use this make make strengths from it yeah i mean nothing's gone to plan like i didn't have exams i didn't have like any of the proms and stuff so i think i kind of was like all right, all right just scrap how i imagined this summer to go and just rebuild a new one so i think because i got into that mindset pretty early uh, i kind of focused on the positives that can come out of it because that's something david's taught me as well mm -hmm. um yeah it's just focusing on the positives that could come out of it i yeah. just kind of wrapped my head around it and it did take me a while but like a while in the context of being at home for three months is like not that long <laughs> yeah <laughs> to me i was like 
I was injured at the beginning of lockdown. So actually this time has been like really beneficial for me because it's yeah. meant that I could just like recover without any pressure of any races and stuff. So yeah, yeah I think it's actually been good. Yeah, it's good to get good. stronger. But I will be upset if we don't get at least a month in a race. Yeah. Just because it breaks up. Yeah. 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 No, that's well, that's really good. And we touched on it earlier, I guess, just when we were just at the start, just getting to know you guys. But if you were to tell me more, about, could you tell me a bit more about like your overall running goals? So, Leah, you were talking about you want to go do like an international, yeah. international vest and stuff like that. That's flipping amazing. And I'm sure that would inspire a lot of people. So if you don't mind just giving us like the why behind why you want to do that. I just feel like I've, like running is something that I started because I, I love it and now it's become a bit of almost like it's like a it's a way of me being myself and kind of like almost expressing myself so it's where I feel most at home and where I can feel like I can be myself and push myself and try out different things so like work on my resilience work on my determination um, identify what my strengths and weaknesses are not just physically but also as a person and as a character and I think that running's just formed a really important part of who I am and I would love to be able to just take that to the next level and kind of make my life even more about it and be like okay this is what kind of almost defines it doesn't define me because it's important to have multiple things that define you but this is a defining feature of who I am and I love it so much so let me just do a great thing with it. And I feel like the pinnacle would be to run internationally. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that might be a bit wordy, but... <laughs> <laughs> and Mayan, you were talking about like the, the goals of running a marathon and all that sort of stuff in the future. Actually, first, have you done like road races before as well? Yeah, yeah, well, we, we do a mini marathon, we're yeah. a mile. Yeah, stuff like that. But it's all it's fairly short stuff. Feels yeah. long to me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but the but yeah the marathon that's like especially the London marathon that's like the pinnacle of um, road running events and everybody yeah. like everybody loves the London marathon like it's just it's just something that brings people together. So, what was the reason that you wanted to go even further than like run further distances than you're already running, and why do you want to do that to the level that you're aspiring to as well? Yeah, I guess it's just because I, I always look forward to like my Sunday long runs because I just, I love the feeling of just like pushing myself either, even further than I mm. think I can go. And like, I just love that feeling when you finish and you're just absolutely shattered. Like you can't even stand up. And like, yeah, it's an amazing course. And like the spectators are so, it's like, it's just an amazing atmosphere. And I think it'd just be such a great place to like try and do something like that and just try and complete yeah. like that sort of, Distance. Yes. you've got the mental toughness for it i'm definitely yeah. not like at the end of a sunday run you're like going for it still and i'm like oh my god how many more minutes how many more minutes <laughs> just yeah. because I'm, after a certain length of time i don't know if i can stay on my feet anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool man and so i don't know if you guys have mentioned it already but in in the process of talking about how david is coached you guys over the last year or so but what is um what's the biggest thing you've learned from him individually um, I would say a key thing that I've learned is how to be patient and that results don't happen overnight and you can't expect them to happen overnight so before I was like really impatient like I want results now I'm upset that I'm not getting them I changed one thing last week and I'm still running the same but I'm like why is this happening which obviously makes no logical sense and Davis kind of taught me that you need to play the long game in running. You need to look towards the future. Just You can't just expect things to happen immediately. And you need to work on long-term development. And he's also, like, a massive motivational speaker. And, like, he, yeah, yeah. I can be I can be not in the mood for something, and David will get yeah. me pumped. And it only <laughs> takes him, like, three or, three or the, four like, minutes. The, the quotes, the motivational I love quotes. it. I honestly, yeah. I love it because... I be I get I used to get I still do get really nervous before races and I remember there was one time at the Middlesex County Championships and I thought I was going to be sick and I phoned David and I came off the phone and I was like oh why why did I why was I even bothered like I could do this yeah 
So this is a great motivational speaker. So I've learned the value of that. And then definitely patience as well. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Because like, I, I never used to, because obviously I love like long distance stuff. I always used to like, I hated speed sessions and stuff like that. Like I yeah. thought oh, I'm never going like, to improve because I would do like a speed session and I'd be like, well, that hasn't helped me. Like, because I wasn't seeing instant results, you know? And yeah. then with David, like, I just learned like just patience and like if you just keep working on it like you will eventually see a result like I can definitely see it myself now like on our on our sessions where it's like more speed based I'm definitely like much I'm much faster and much better at them so it's just like it's just giving them time giving yourself time to just yeah. build and stay motivated as well especially like after a bad race or something and you're like you know you're feeling a bit down you know just to stay motivated and think like what can I do to work on that and just think forward to the next next opportunity where you can prove to yourself that actually you're you're better you've improved and you've progressed yeah I think another key thing that David's kind of made apparent to me is that that I've kind of understood from him is that we don't need to like we need to not only just trust the process but we also need to engage in the process as well and so it's like a combination of the two you, you mentioned um, motivation there, Marianne. How yeah. do you, I haven't asked this question before, it just popped into my head. It's a pretty obvious question though, but how do you maintain your motivation throughout the season, through the ups and the downs? I always, I always just, I think back to like when I used to run with my mom and like, I used to go so slowly, but like I just loved it so much. And like, I just want to keep that like love for running like alive. You have to feel the love. Yeah, and like just like get pumped, you know. You love this. Like this is what you want to do. You Remember know. Remember why you're doing Remember, it. Remember, like this is not this is not about putting pressure on yourself. It's not. It's not always about that gold medal. Like it's about actually feeling like free and feeling like you're doing something that you love. Without... And, when, and when you do that, the gold medal will come. Exactly. Like just feel like you can do what you want to do, and like that's it. Like it doesn't matter what yeah. happens you just go for it and as long as you love it then there's nothing then it's to all lose. good yeah nothing to lose you yeah. have fun well man you just motivated me man i feel like i want to go run in this heat right now i don't even care <laughs> yeah go for it you know what <laughs> uh, if i could say i motivated someone to go for a run today i think david will be proud <laughs> david yeah. will be very because i think i was possibly one of his most negative customers <laughs> oh man that's so good and so in touch Tied in with all of that, what's the biggest thing you guys have learned about yourselves through just running over the years as well? Uh, I think, like as I kind of mentioned beforehand, that I am very impatient. But I've also been able to learn that I'm capable of more than I expect. So yeah. in, in the normal world, you don't get an opportunity to always test your toughness, how resilient you are, how determined you are. Mm. You don't always get to see what you can do and the limits you can push yourself to because that's just not daily life. I mean, that's quite like an extraordinary environment. And mm. running puts you in it all the time. Every time, every step you take, you have to, you're overcoming an obstacle. And I think running taught me that I am capable of overcoming obstacles that I encounter just within sport and also outside of it. So good. Yeah. And my end? I think for me, first of all, I'm more competitive than I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also like turning, being able to turn like a negative thing into something positive and into something that you can like, you can improve about yourself. So looking at being able to reflect and look at my weaknesses and instead of being like, oh, like, oh, that's so bad. Like I can't do this. But actually being like, well, if I just work on it and I give it time, then I can I can change that into a strength mm. and like not everything is set in stone you can change things about yourself you can improve mm. and there's no one saying you can't you just got to give it time and you got to give it effort yeah wisdom coming out of my computer screen right now is just <laughs> too much to handle it's the wisest we've been for a long time I, have to say. <laughs> I feel like my brain cells have all gone like <laughs> without the exams after right <laughs> Oh man, so good. So look, to wrap it up guys, I always love doing this. I've got a quick fire round, just a few questions, just um, one word answers. But then again, if you want to explain them, I'm all ears because I just want to hear anyway. But it's just like quick few questions just to find out 
like what you like and just what you love about sports, I guess. So, the first question, we'll go Leah, then Maya, and yeah, just yeah. switch between you guys. So, the first question is, what is a race that you've always wanted to run in? I think any international competition would make me happy. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I think for me, the London Marathon. Yeah. Top of my list. Awesome. What is a location you've always wanted to run in? For some, for some reason, even though I hate cross country, I've always wanted to run in the park in Edinburgh with, with the Arthur's seat there. I just think it looks, I watch it on TV and I think it's so beautiful. But I don't know if they even have the race there anymore because now it's moved to Sterling. But I just think it's an unbelievable location. Yeah. Um, for me, I'd say Kenya, definitely. That's really? Yeah. You yeah. see like the documentaries of like them running in Kenya and I'm just like, oh, I want to be there. <laughs> like, I, just wanna, yeah. I wanna, like try and run on feel, those trails and feel like, that energy yeah feel that altitude feel that heat you know mm. awesome that heat. <laughs> <laughs> all right next question can you rank cross country road and track for me please track road cross country but cross country is way down the bottom track yeah. and road are quite tight i'd right. say cross country road track track's too speedy for me too <laughs> speedy Right, well, now I know why you don't want to do the session tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Who's your biggest rival? Myself. Did you say yourself? Yeah, I'd say myself. I would say anyone. Or you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, like warm-ups warm and cool-downs. We're, like, joking around and during the session. It's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> It's banter that's all that yeah. <laughs> In the rest, we're like, oh, we're dying, we're dying. Yeah. And then the rest is like, in the rest, oh, yeah. You'll tell me you're dying and then you'll shoot off. I'm like, oh, she lied. <laughs> yeah. That's that mind game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I would say myself. Mm -hmm. I'm always competing with, just kind of trying to better myself. Yeah, basically, just anyone I'm racing against because ultimately, yeah, it's whoever gets to that line first so it's whoever's going to beat me to that line first literally yeah. that's awesome mm -hmm. all right my next question is um not really related but what's your guys's favorite books oh in, in terms of running yeah my favorite running books would be i like autobiographies by professional yeah runners. same i like the autobiographies. they give they give a really good insight into kind of both training sessions and also the mental, like the mental yeah. side of it and the kind of winning mentality. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then in general, like I read a, quite a bit of philosophy just because I, I, really? like, I, I thought it was fun. Um, it doesn't really, I wouldn't say it helps my running that much, <laughs> but yeah. Philosophy. I like, I want to do, I want to do medicine. So I like books about surgery. <laughs> yeah, you read horrible books yeah. about cutting people open. <laughs> But yeah, in terms of running, definitely autobiography. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so too. That's dope. Um, do you have a favourite documentary as well? Mm. If anything comes up with running, I'll watch it, but I can't yeah. even remember. So, I, I, yeah, not at the top of my brain at the moment. Anything running. Yeah, I, I do love, I, I love sports documentaries. Yeah. yeah. So when they have those Netflix originals, like there was one about American football. And I don't know anything about American football. I was on it. Yeah, like, I was watching it. I was like, yeah, last chance yeah. you. And then also yeah. the Michael Jordan documentary as well. So I, I, I like that anything with sport. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Sport is just inspirational. It's like, it is. if you're an it athlete, is. you just get it, you know? Yeah, the vibes are just It's amazing. like we were watching a documentary about Michael Jordan and we were like sitting there, I was feeling so motivated. I was like, I was like wow, I want to be a basketball player now. <laughs> yeah, like, like so on track, I was like, wow, I'm there. Yeah, Literally, yeah, yeah. I think my days. I was watching um, oh, not this weekend. The weekend beforehand, I watched the Usain Bolt documentary. I am Bolt, and oh, I was just yeah. like, oh, it's so good. It's so flipping good. But I was just there, I like, I wish I was still a sprinter. Like, I want to compete at the Olympics. I want to compete. Yeah, it's like, it's like I want to be them. I want to be them. It's just yeah. like it's so motivational. It is really good. Bad. It's good motivation. Yeah. So good. Um, and speaking of all these like Olympics and stuff, what's your favorite race that you've seen? Um, either like a big race or even if it's just like a, I don't know, like a YDL or something. Yeah, I think watching 
Genzeve de Barba break the 1500 meter world record. I can't remember how many years ago it was, maybe like one, maybe two. I lose track of time. Um, I watched it twice in a row. I was just like, how did she do that? Oh, yeah. I was, I just really like, it was such a phenomenal race. Mm-hmm. And it, I think the other girls in the race ran really, really good times as well. Because yeah. in Monaco, yeah. it was unbelievable to watch. Yeah, I think for me, probably just like the 2012 Olympics in general. Yeah, because like, like, yeah, like that's really when like we started like, oh, like this is this is you can get like big doing you this. You can get good at this. Yeah, this like, is fun. Yeah, like it, you can love this and still like make something out of it. Yeah, it's yeah. not just like a hobby. Yeah. Did you go I to know. any of the any of the events at the Olympics in London? Yeah, we did get tickets to the athletics actually. Yeah. But I think we went to some gymnastics and some swimming and we saw Paralympic athletics, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, we got to be in the stadium. That's so cool. Yeah, that, that is the best Olympics ever. I don't care what anyone says, but in that yeah, yeah. oh man, that was amazing. London yeah. is like, it, I think it changed London for the better. Literally. Yeah. There's much more pride in sport in the whole country as well. 100%. And, it was so I'm cool. walking into the Olympic Park even now, even if it's just for like a concert. I'm just like, oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Someone give me my spikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, awesome. And so, um, I think just a couple more questions. Next one is, who's your favorite athlete of all time? Any sport? Laura Muir. She is so inspirational. I think the fact that I, Laura Muir. No idea that is. She runs 1500s, so she's like the best of British at the moment. In the oh, Laura world. Muir. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I sorry. I heard something else. I probably just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. not with my um, But, yeah, I just think, especially because she developed when she was a bit older, I think that, yeah. that can be really inspirational, maybe for people who haven't kind of like won all these things or gotten all these top-ranking times or made it international by a certain age. It yeah. can feel a lot like when you're 16, like, oh no, that's it, that's the end of my career. Like you're running out of time. Yeah, but Laura really proves that yeah. you can, she did it when she was a bit older. And Literally. she's the very top. Yeah, it's, oh, what was it? I think it, she ran at Doha, didn't she? And I mm. think she came like fourth or something, but it's just like, just yeah. But the thing is, I just love how after that race, her mindset is like, I'm looking forward to, to the Olympics because I just know where I can like where I can improve and I can actually run this quick pace like it's man, yeah, yeah. and I love that I love that she did her studies at the same time yeah yeah I really rate that I think that's really cool of her and that yeah. she's like a vet and stuff it's really cool yeah. exactly yeah um for me I'd probably say Shelly Ann Fraser Prime she's so cool legendary she's so, like she's just so cool yeah like honestly we even named our tortoise after her Ironically, <laughs> yeah, of course, it's called Shelly Ann, <laughs> but honestly, like, I just think she's so like she had a baby, like, she came back, she bounced yeah. straight back, and like, in general, like, her whole like her personality is just so like she's so cool, but yeah, yeah. she's so focused as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And she did her studies at the same time as well when she was winning all those <laughs> races, yeah, yeah, she became, um, so cool. yeah, I think she got something, she studied to become a teacher or something. So, oh, I find yeah. that really cool. That is cool. I think that's really impressive. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of people that just think that it's sport or like regular life, and it's like yeah. no, you can do, you can do both. You yeah. can just one at a time or kind of mm-hmm. fitting it in around each other. I think that's a really yeah. good attitude to have. Yeah. Those are two great athletes. And um, mm-hmm. just to round it up, my final question of the quick fire round is: Have you guys got any hidden talents? Hidden talents. That's I, a tough one. I think I'm convinced that I have a photographic memory. Yeah, you. I don't even know if that's a hidden talent or it's, it's even hidden. true. Yeah. But I honestly, I'm convinced. I really am. Oh, I need to think of one now. Um, I looked at this question on the list that you sent us beforehand, just so we could familiarise ourselves. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'll worry about that one later. I'll think of something. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking of it now. Uh-oh. Oh, she can she can lift quite heavy. Oh yeah, I, I thought, think I she think, she was a weightlifter. I think in a past life I was probably a weightlifter. Like there are a lot of things where other people like when we get deliveries of heavy things, people are like, oh no, like 
you can't live that like because we've got two older brothers and then yeah. they're like oh call the boys down call the boys and it's just like by that point i've got it in the house already yeah <laughs> i just like we got new beds yeah. and she was like carrying the whole thing <laughs> like um, I, yeah I, I think it's just like natural got hidden strong because when i was a baby i walked at eight months which is pretty young so I was just already running when most people were still crawling. So I yeah. think I've just always, I've just got like quite a lot. She was born with biceps. No, I wasn't. Born. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably an <laughs> But yeah. meant to be an athlete. I think a lot of people don't expect a long distance runner to be, to be able, able to. to yeah. Like, yeah. That's so awesome. yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, there you it's go. Not that for long distance running, it's not that for it, but I don't think my photographic memory is that <laughs> <why>, <laughs> That's so jokes. But look, end it all, guys. Have you guys got any specific or general advice that you want to just give to anybody that's just wanting to get better at running and just get deeper into their passion of athletics and and stuff? Definitely enjoy it and do injury prevention exercises alongside it. Cause it that's saves you time, after. saves you time. Cause mm. I remember we, people used to think that my mom was like mad and things like that. Cause we used to do, we didn't, we used to go to the physio from, from like pretty early, not for like, just not like regularly, but just any time there was a little something like you had a lot of trouble with your knees like yeah. from a very young age. And we were always there and we always had the little physio exercises to do. And they were like, why are you going to the physio? And I was like, you know, did you want to get injured? Yeah, like, they were so like, why are you yeah. wearing shoes with cushioning or whatever? And or why aren't you just wearing like your Nikes that you wear to school, like when we just started? And yeah. um, I think that doing those injury prevention exercises and kind of having an awareness has saved us a lot of time because and it's I mean, given us a good base, I would say. Yeah, I haven't had a serious injury ever. Touch wood. Um, why did you touch your head? <laughs> that's what people do. <laughs> um, uh, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't had a serious injury yet, and I think that's saved me a lot of time. And there are lots of other setbacks that you're going to come across. Um, so I think just preventing an injury is just the best way you can set yourself up yeah. for starting out running. I would say patience. Mm -hmm. Have patience. Mm -hmm. it, it will happen. You just got to give it time. And like, don't, if you have one failure, like, don't, don't see it as a failure, see it as something that you can improve on. An opportunity and so, to learn. Yeah, an opportunity to learn, an opportunity for you to get better and for you to improve. So yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having us. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. But look, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode six of Ardent Run Club. I hope you've learned something. I hope you've been inspired and I hope you find your fire. See you later. Bye. <laughs>